Peace is the word, is the word, is the word, is the word. That's all you got? Yeah. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody and Chris Cody. It's our third episode of the new year, and it's so jam-packed. It's jacked this yes. episode. Jam-packed. That's exactly right. We have uh, we have old uh, friend of the podcast, Amin El-Hassan, formerly of ESPN. Wow. To talk, uh, he talks about leaving the mothership. He talks about uh, joining the Dan Lebitard show in some manner. He talks about... All right, we don't need to go into everything he talks about. It's a good conversation with Amin Al-Hassan. You have this habit of like reciting like seven things that we talk about. I know. I like it. It's a fun people. conversation. Um, a lot of good stuff. We make fun of Greg Cody a few times. Yeah, some NBA stuff too, though. All right, please good. stop. Uh, we Hey, we have a, 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 a new month, Greg Moore, with Greg Cody back in the saddle, which is exciting. We have another Greg Doesn't Know Movies with my son, Michael uh steering that and uh don't you want to play a song that you think is new first i i thought it was new wait a minute my dad i got this text i got this text from my dad today oh we got a great song new greg cody song we got to play it's greg cody killed the radio show and i'm like that song's been done before but if someone redid it okay send it to me i'll listen to it and yeah turns out are we we can still play it for the folks it's a good song you want to play it for them of course it's fantastic I read you in the Herald back in 92 Now on the radio you make things about you It's quite astonishing the damage you can do oh, oh. You broke the story about Dan and Valerie And their engagement, it was very look at me Not hard to understand why Dan gets so angry Things all used to go. Kill the radio show. Da, 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 I love that. Andrew Streeter, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, uh, fans of the show who do all these songs, they're so great. They're so professionally done. It's an honor uh, to be the subject of one of them like that. That was great. Really great. And I appreciate it. Uh, and now, oh my gosh, friend of the show, FOP, he's back. Amino Hassan. Yo. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? What up, what up? Huh? Look at us. Teammates, huh? I mean, we've always been teammates, huh? Look at us. More connected. I feel more. You're my brother. <laughs> <laughs> teammates. Nice. So, I mean, how should we introduce you now? How, how do you want to be introduced? <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm serious. I, I was on uh, Alex Dono's show down in uh, South Florida, and he introduced me as Amino Hassan to the Dan Levitard show. And I won't lie, like this whole week has been kind of, oh, it's fun, congratulations, best of luck to you, that's all great. But hearing myself introduced as huh. Amino Hassan to the Dan Levitard show, it felt different. It felt different. Yes. So I would say. Do you feel alive? Do you feel dangerous? Uh, yeah, I felt like, you know what I felt like? <laughs> like jumping out of a out of an airplane, and you don't even know if this parachute works or not, but you know Oh, like, wow. Wow. Got those glider wings. I hope it works. <laughs> 
<laughs> better. I feel like I have the same parachute as you. So if yours doesn't work yeah. and I'm watching you jump out, I'm like, I still have to jump. I feel like I don't get to not jump. I've right. already jumped. Yeah. Christopher's <laughs> in the plane going to mean you first. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like we all jumped at this point, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we're, I'm in your backpack. I'm in the backpack. <laughs> and we're definitely going down. <laughs> I was going to say, Damn 210 it. pounds in your backpack. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, that was pre-quarantine. Okay. Um, I mean, I wanted to um, start with the, the James Harden news, which completely shook up the NBA. What was your first impression about this trade and, and how it's going to work? Well, it feels a lot more necessary now with what Kyrie is going through, right? <laughs> now that you're experiencing the mercularity, the inconsistency of whether he's here, whether he's not here, regardless of what the reasons are, you know you can't trust on him to be there. So it's nice to know, okay, this team is Durant and Harden and whenever Kyrie wants to show up. But Durant Harden in and of itself, that's a pretty damn good duo. And given that they are two guys who have played together once upon a time, albeit a long time ago, there is some chemistry there that they bring to the table as opposed to Kevin Durant and Kyrie who are just trying to get to know each other really on, on the basketball court. Uh, the other part, though, I questioned was, all right, where does the defense come from on this team? Because Jared Allen was their best defensive player, and Karis LeVert, while no one's going to confuse him for Gary Payton, he's still a, a, a good defender comparable to the rest of their roster. Those two guys are gone. So, and you brought in a guy who's not really about that life. So how are they going to supplement that defensively? So I haven't, honestly, I haven't looked at the updated NBA championship odds. I'm only interested in Amin El Hessen's updated NBA championship odds. <laughs> right. uh, are the Nets now the, the favorite? Are they third after the two LAs? I mean, how do you see? I saw, Lansky? by the way, can I jump in here? I don't know. I think it was on Get Up. The Heat weren't even on the graphic of like oh. who's the favorite to win the East. It was like the Sixers, the Celtics, the Nets, and whoever else. So the disrespect. Were you angry? The Bucks was the other one. You were I angry. Was. You shake your I was fist. like, we need to be on that graphic. We need to be on that graphic. Now you can send angry tweets to them, though. Before, yeah, it was like I we did. couldn't do the ESPN on ESPN Crime. Now, say anything, right? I mean, I'm an inside man. I text their producers. I'm kidding. I don't have Hembo's text message. I don't have that oh, guy's number. Drop, <laughs> pick up kidding. that name you dropped right there. <laughs> I didn't even text him. I like dropped a name that I lied about. I, like, do you have, that's worse than dropping the name. I lied. Do you have his number? I don't. Uh, I don't know any of the producers on GetUp. I use just... my time at ESPN just to pretend like that. You just like when you work at ESPN, you know everybody. I have Scott Van Pelt's number. Yeah, everybody. That's All right, we're going to get circled back to the heat in a minute. But because I am, you know, what are they, four and six after 10 games? And 10 games in a, in a reduced season is not an insignificant chunk. So if they're struggling after 10 games, it tells me they're struggling. But No, they're well, not. It's fine. It's, it's irrelevant. Get oh, off. Greg, get oh, Greg, Greg, Bam, Jimmy, Goron have all been out. You take yeah. the three best players off of any team in this league, and you tell me they're going to walk out four and six? That's a good record. That's a great record been a great start they got a great start for the heat max Struss. i don't even know how to Uh, say the guy's name trusting it (laughs) okay so later in the podcast amino has and we'll be predicting um heat back in the finals but first trust the process um, yes uh brooklyn where is brooklyn right now in the in the hierarchy Uh, you know i I don't think they're any higher than they were before then i know that's going to sound crazy but the, there's two massive elements. One, how will these pieces fit together, the three of them, right? And two, who's going to defend? And that search for chemistry on both ends of the floor is not one that's going to be found overnight or after a couple of games, particularly when one of the major pieces is MIA. So to me, you got to look at Milwaukee and Boston as, look, we know who we are. We know how we want to play. And slightly beyond behind that is Philadelphia. Uh, it sounds like you don't have the heat on the graphic either. What the hell's going no, on? No, I mean, well, the heat, the heat until they get everybody healthy. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a conversation that we have. But at, the, at right but now, where are they? Assuming those three guys are healthy, if the Heat are at full strength and the playoffs started tomorrow, like where do you have the Heat in the pecking order of the East? I would say probably right behind. I think Milwaukee's the favorite. Yeah, I think Milwaukee's a favorite. So I think Miami is that next clump, right? Ahead that. of Brooklyn. Thank you for that. Makes me yeah, feel I, like I just 
look, Brooklyn has huge question marks, and I know it's it's nice to think they'll roll the ball out and just beat everybody 140 to 135. But, I mean, there's a lot of ifs in that. And that's not mm-hmm. even factoring in how frustrated are they with Kyrie. I mean, it's one thing for him just to not yeah. be there. So another thing is, like, how do they feel about it? What do, what do we feel about this report? And, and if this guy is not credible, and this is – I shouldn't even be mentioning this. Tell me to shut up. S, SNY TV's Tommy D reporting that Irving is, quote, furious with the organization. It has nothing to do with – Harden coming in Irving reportedly is upset by the Nets decision to hire Steve Nass head coach because he was quote, not in favor of it. D also described the relationship between Irving and teammate Durant as very distant. What do we think of that? I mean, the guy got hired in August. We, right. We wait till January to be furious. I'm never one to question people's reporting because I think reporters do their best to get it right. But mm-hmm. sources Right. That's a different story. If I'm a source, I can say anything. Yeah, he's angry. That doesn't mean anything. What I know is that Kyrie has always respected Steve Nash from afar. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he supported him at his charity uh, soccer tournament uh, that he holds in New York every year around the draft. Um, And he was complimentary, at least when the hire was made. Obviously, he made those comments of, we don't have a coach. Everyone's a coach or whatever. But I think that's more... The roller coaster that's Kyrie Irving, right? This is a guy yeah. who one day says one thing, the next day says another, and that's the part where I'm like, "Well, is everybody cool with that?" Because I know that can be tiring. I mean, I I hearken back to the Big Three era when uh, Eric Spolstra, still a largely unproven coach, all of a sudden inherits all this talent, and there's the pressure on him. And now here's Steve Nash, a very inexperienced head coach, inheriting all this talent, and and how that's going to work out. Well, I think first and foremost, when you talk about Ironically about Kyrie specifically, you know, Steve Nash is a guy who's been there before as a star in this league, an MVP in this league, who also has a life beyond basketball. And part of that life is interests like skateboarding and and filmmaking. And part of that life is serious stuff like uh, uh, social justice and awareness about, um, about, uh, you know, whether or not we should go to war in Iraq. Right. And at a time when that wasn't a thing that athletes did. And then nationally, that wasn't a thing that people did. People didn't question, or at least not very vocally. If you look at the the Congress, the congressional vote to go to war, everybody was for it. It was a bipartisan thing. So Steve has walked the path less traveled before as a superstar in this league. And in many ways, I think that's something that Kyrie should be able to relate to him around. Um, as far as the offense goes, you know, he's a creative mind, X's and O's wise, and he's got Mike D'Antoni, who's also a brilliant mind, X's and O's wise. And so th- they've got to find a way, and it's not, it's not easy, to get these guys to commit to a system where no one really has the ball as much as they want to, right? That's, that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, uh, we had this uh, agent, Derek Powell, on, on, on my show on SiriusXM. And he said it's the difference between taking 25 shots a game and getting 15 shots a game. And, and the interesting there, thing there is don't focus on 25 versus 15, the number. Focus on the language. Taking, I take whatever I want. Getting, this is what I'm receiving. This is what has been parceled out to me. It's a, it's a different way of life. And those guys are all going to have to get adjusted to it. I mean, I also wanted to ask you, uh, Charles Barkley, who tends to say pretty interesting things, for better or worse, um, says NBA players should get to cut in line for the COVID vaccine because they pay more taxes than other folks. Um, I have my opinions on that. What's your thought? Just know Greg Cody says that as somebody who has taken the first dose of the vaccine because he's over 65 years old. It's true because I'm old. This is, Oh, wow. The the COVID uh, shot looks like this is fresh. This is right now. I'm witnessing. Yes. It's just a bandaid. That's all he showed for the people that can't see. No, let me describe it. It it was this rippling muscle, a tricep that was just, (laughs) yes carved from from marble and on a tricep it. that hasn't seen exactly. the sun since 2006 that's why it's marble i take a shower with a shirt on <laughs> um no i got the first first shot yesterday um my second shot is uh coming up in about three weeks how'd you now. feel what were your side effects 
you know, they shoot you right in the muscle. So there's a little bit more pain than when you're giving blood or something. So uh, it, I felt it like last night, it, it hurt me to lift my hand above my shoulder. It, it was a little painful, but it's, it's worth it. I, you know, the weird thing is one of my feelings was guilt. I'm like, why should I be getting this vaccine ahead of so many people who must need it more than I do? But, well, you're also really old and you've been yeah. coughing for like nine months. That's, so I feel like it's <laughs> a point. There's plenty of people that are like, thank God Greg got it. Yeah, like, he can, I like the idea that Greg thinks of himself as too fit to be taking this vaccine right now. <laughs> looking know, down on true. him, oh my gosh, <laughs> these poor souls. <laughs> that's a good point. But I mean, yes, I mean, Charles Barkley. Who, who am I? Yeah, so Charles Barkley, uh, what do you think about what he said? Yeah, I mean, you know, I love Charles. Doesn't mean I agree with anything he says, but I love him. But, you know, the reality is, I think the the plan that the, the country has in place is a good one, which is the people who need it most. The people who need it most are not the people who pay the highest in taxes, because guess what? It's not like their revenues are going to go down. You're right. Like, oh, oh, I made less money because the COVID vaccine wasn't given to me. And so now I can't pay as much in tax. You're paying the same taxes either way. So that's not going to affect it. The reality is the people who need it most are a the doctors and nurses and PAs who are working in on the front lines. And then B, old people like Greg Cody, right? <laughs> and C, sick, right. sick people like Greg Cody, right? There you go. Those, those, those are the three that need it the most. So we need to make sure all those people who, dare I say, want to get those, that it's available for them. And then we can talk about people cutting in line. So I, I guess if you want to cut in line to be fourth in line, I'm okay with that, but not in front of those three groups. That's reasonable. Uh, and Yeah, and, and the other thing is, you know, what Barkley said He's saying NBA players pay more taxes. Well, that means rich people pay more taxes. So all of a sudden it's it's on that strata where rich people are first in line yeah. and then we don't have enough. You know, it's in a in a right. free market society, if we had zillions of these vaccines, yes. The people who pay the most can get it because I'll I'll double, I'll triple whatever it costs, right? Right. But we don't live in that right. society right now. So I think Charles just wanted the vaccine. That's all that was. NBA <laughs> players, rich people. Let's, he's just talking about himself at that point, isn't he? I wanted America. I don't know. It was a bad Charles. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really was. Uh, yeah. It sounded almost like a Dr. Phil, to be well, honest. Well, because my uh, my Charles Barkley, you just like, that's terrible. Ter- terrible. That's terrible. terrible and I was like trying to expand it to like a medical statement. And that, that's when, whenever you start trying to expand the impression, that's when they. Right. They, you want to give it another shot or no? No, no, no. We can move okay. on. Okay. We'll move on. I mean, I'm very interested in your career move because it's balls. Your right. I mean, you're leaving uh, a great man who I know very well once said oh. and is now trying to prove wrong i thought you were leaving a great man yeah i was like who am I? <laughs> the, the was idea that, that, <laughs> the, the idea that when you uh when you leave espn you fall off the face of the earth that's been proven wrong but uh dan did say that and um i mean you left espn why well i think there's a couple of things i think uh first and foremost it's a lot easier to do it when you see someone else do it Right. And for me, seeing not just Dan, but Stu Gatz and and Chris and Roy and Mike and Billy, the whole gang leaving, it makes it a lot easier. There's strength in numbers there. Um, And obviously, five years now, Chris, have I been coming on the show? Just Mm -hmm. just about right. Like I started right before the fusion started. I remember starting in the small studio, then going into the big studio, then going back into the small studio. So (laughs) I've kind of been a part of this long enough where greg i know you know all about this when you get embraced by the the audience uh community and and they kind of follow along with other things that you're doing outside of the purview of the show you feel that love and most importantly you feel that appreciation for the content that we make that's all i want to do i want to make good content i don't want to be somewhere where we're going through the motions i want to be somewhere where we're making Good content, creative content, different from what everybody else is doing. and Like this podcast, The yes. Greg Cody Show, changing the game, asking Amin about the news of the day, Charles Barkley, James Harden, Steve Nash. We are changing the game. <laughs> That's what you wanted, to be part of this show, right? This is why you did it. This is kind of like the tax I pay to be part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that riff was by Christopher just then, but... Uh, I'll ask him to edit it out. Seriously. <laughs> um, 
I mean, was it a was it a a decision not made easily? Because uh, you've been with ESPN how long? Like eight ten year, years. Eight or? years. Eight years. Eight years and yeah. done great work. Probably could have had a long career there. Yeah. Um, was it a decision that you had to debate internally, or did it come easier than you even might have imagined? Well, like I said, Dan leaving made it a lot easier than I would right. have imagined. But also, I, you know, it's not just Dan. There are a lot of people I work with who aren't at the company anymore, who have left and gone on to do things, people I really respect and enjoyed working alongside. And at some point, you know, Greg, I'll tell you, I'll give you a great example. When I worked for the Suns, when I first started, everybody was a lifer. Everyone who worked for the Suns either were there since the arena opened in 93 or were there since the inception in 69. And I was the young whippersnapper. Whenever something cool would happen, I was like, oh my God, can you guys believe that? I said, everyone was like, oh, you think this is big? You should have seen the time that Charles, you know, did a keg stand and then scored 50 the next night. Everything had been done before and greater and better. By the t- end of my tenure, which was around six years in Phoenix, I was the lo- one of the longest tenured people at the organization. And I'm looking around and everyone is new and most of these people had never even been to the playoffs. And it's just kind of like, well... I love live, living in Phoenix, and I, you know, I like most of the people I work with, but many of the people that I enjoyed working with aren't here anymore. And, and there's a little bit of that going on at ESPN. The, you know, God bless them. I wish them the best. I'm going to miss the Disney passes. But on some <laughs> level, I look around and I'm saying, well, okay, Rachel's still here and a couple other people, but most of the people that you know, I love working with, they're not here anymore. So I want to go and find those people again and make the content that I like making. So I want to ask you something that maybe it's common knowledge. Maybe it was said on the Levitard show and I wasn't listening. Christopher may know, but but I don't know. So I'm going to ask you directly. Um, is is your future with whatever the Levitard show becomes or are you like a free agent now who's going no. to do whatever? The, one of the things that Dan told me, and maybe he was just lying, was that... <laughs> Being part of this means also the freedom to do whatever you want. If you want to do it here, let's do it here. If there's an opportunity somewhere else, you can do it there too. And I think that's one of the biggest things I'm going to value in my next deal. Obviously, when you work for a big company like ESPN, they want to own all your content. And they should. They're putting a lot of resources behind it. They want to own, if you have a podcast, they want your podcast. If you have a digital video show, they want that too. I, I am going to really embrace and I'm going to prioritize the freedom to work with whoever I want to work with doing whatever I want to do. And that's one of the things that Dan has promised me. And that's why that was really a big selling point. The idea that I can do this here. And if I've got something else going on over there, I could do that too. And uh, honestly, I want my best content to be done here. But I understand not everything has a place. Not because it's not good enough, but maybe there's not enough bandwidth. There's not enough resources available. And I'm okay with that. I just want to be able to do it somewhere. So that, that's, that's a big thing for me. The good thing about all this, as Amin El Hassan transitions in his career, as the Levitard show with Stu Gatz transitions to wherever they're going to end up, uh, I want all of you all to know that if this thing doesn't work out, you've always got a home on the Greg Cody Show podcast. Okay? And I'm, uh, you know, that's... Uh, we're going to make room for everybody. If, if the Levitard skipper thing doesn't work, there's going to be room for you. He doesn't pay podcast. well. He doesn't pay well. The, the original guest. <laughs> uh, exactly. If, if I come back, it's like bringing the band back together. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, original guest, coveted friend of the podcast status. I mean. First if, person we've had a threesome with. Right. Baby. No, <laughs> if, if, if we're making a Greg Cody show but, podcast, uh, Hall of Fame right now. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's by, on the first ballot. By the way, b- best prediction on the podcast as well because I told you guys way back when that the Miami Heat was going to beat Milwaukee and go to the finals, and mm-hmm. there you go. And and back then, seriously, uh, you were pretty much alone on that. Yes, that before it was a popular opinion. Yes, I'm pretty sure, you, Dad, you were like agreeing with them, and I remember being like, "What is this Homer podcast yes, that I thinks do. this team has a chance to make it to the final?" And look at this. Look at you two. Yeah. Right. It's much easier to to agree than to be the first one to say it. <laughs> There's no question well, about that. That's that's why I'm the first one to join the Dan Levitard show. 
So I mean, plug whatever else uh, you have going on. Uh, I know you you don't just have Lebitard stuff. Absolutely. Well, first of all, we've got my podcast, Cinephobe, that I do with my buddy Zach Harper and Anthony Mays. This is the podcast where we review movies that are poorly rated by Rotten Tomatoes and try to figure out whether they're accurately rated or maybe they got a bad rap. Right now, in the month of January, we're doing Nicolas Cage month. All Nicolas Cage episodes. We did Jiu-Jitsu, featuring Pablo Torre as our guest, by the way. We did uh, Snake Eyes. And whew, I was about to give it away. Right now, the current one is Snake Eyes. When is this posting? The Monday. On when Monday? Is. Okay. I'll say it. Wednesday. Whenever you listen to this, two days from now, <laughs> Kiss of Death. Ah. Nicholas K., David Caruso, we review it. It's great fun. The other podcast I do is Black Opinions Matter M Effer is the last M B O M M. Nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about on that recently. Yeah, huh? exactly. <laughs> you know, but definitely a a diverse lineup. It's not just me because every day is a different show and a different kind of focus. So definitely give it a listen. And then finally, recently I've been uh, the the Stugats to my buddy Tom Haberstroh's podcast, The Haber Show. We get great guests. We had Renee Montgomery. Uh, the Atlanta Dream player who uh, sat out the season uh, to work on social justice causes. Uh, we had uh, Brandon Payne, who is the the workout guru for Steph Curry. Uh, I just sit around and I do my Stugats bit. It's a great time. I don't think you've promoted enough. Would you like Seri- to promote anything else? Sirius XM Radio. <laughs> uh, 10 to 1 Eastern, Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays. You'll hear me. You'll hear Zach Harper. You'll hear Jason Jackson. You'll hear a host of other voices. The No Look Pass is the name of the show. Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports. I work for Chris Russo. Technically, kind of, sort of. <laughs> and Cameo. And Cameo. Oh, how can I forget? <laughs> Let me, can we have a conversation about Cameo? Sure. All right. Are you guys getting this where people are giving you requests that are not like, hey, it's my cousin's birthday. Can you wish him a happy birthday and say something from the show? No, these people are asking for a whole menu of items. Can you do a DMX impersonation and then do Obama and then tell me your favorite Star Wars and then tell me why the Heat are going to win the East? And then also. Those are easier, though. I'm with you. There there are some of them that are very, like, particular with their requests. No. I prefer that. The hardest ones. And look at us, first world problems, yeah. like, oh, cameo requests, am I right? But the, the hardest ones are the, where they're just like, I, this is not, this is just a thank you. I don't need you to do anything. Just, I appreciate oh. you. And then oh. I have, I feel like I need to fill for two minutes. And it's like, I don't, oh. I just know your name. Two minutes. And what is this guy? Oh, yeah, dude. It's two minutes. Seriously. 60 That's, seconds. I like 30 seconds. 60. I give him a good 60 seconds. If it so goes over, I'm, I'm, if the content's good enough, it'll go over. But if not, 60 I'm seconds. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. Also, I'm not talking about giving me particular requests. I'm talking about one request. We'll have all of that. They <laughs> want right. the whole show. Every right. character I've done on the show, I'm like, they're, they're giving you a buffet. You pick and choose two or three of them. You don't got to do all no, of them. No, I know. I don't. I'd rather have that than nothing. I'd I rather t- have that than nothing. I tell them I'll give them what I can give them. I, I also regret telling people that I would say mean things to their friends because now I feel <laughs> bad. Like, what's too mean? I actually like the roasting ones. I do I like too. the ones where it's like, but is yeah. it, but is it too mean? Do you ever worry? Like, is this too mean? No, I always blame. I'm always like, they told me I could say that. Like, I just, I, I just start having conversations. It's, it's, I, I'm actually enjoying Greg, it. Greg. It's an improv space. Greg, what, what 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 kind of requests have you gotten? He's the worst, Greg. He is just a robot. Hey, Zach, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. You never know. Like, that's right. it. Like, there you go. Okay. That's a Greg Cody cameo. I mean, when you were saying what you were saying, I was not nodding like a bobblehead because I agree with you 100%, okay? My favorite ones are, hey, you're, you're, you and your wife are expecting baby, you know, and then I'm done. Exactly. Um, Half ass. No, but <laughs> Amin wasn't agreeing with that. Here, Amin- listen, here's one I got the other day. And keep in mind, you know, I'm going 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute. One I got the other day was, and it's not even a question. It's like a statement. Do a back in my day. <laughs> do a soup of the day recipe. All of them in one. <laughs> give me all the popular catchphrases. Look, I take a soup of the a soup recipe seriously. <laughs> if I'm giving you my favorite soup recipe for sausage and lentil or whatever, I can't do that in a minute. All right, enough. because we I'm going to be like, I'm already, This is all two now. All the three of us just droning about our navel first gazing, world. like oh, gazing look at, at that. that oh, look at that navel. You had that request. Here's the request that I had. <laughs> like enough. All right, no, thank I'm you for me. Let's let's. let's, 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 let's right. Thanks, I mean, for the worst that can. That's that's the outro.
No, that was just, that wasn't at you. That was my dad. No, he knows the shit out of me with this cameo. I don't that even I didn't outro. bring it up. Amin brought it up. I wasn't that, even going to talk about no, it. No, I brought it up. That is oh. the outro. Get the hell out of here, Amin. <laughs> Thanks, Amin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks again, Amin Al Hassan. And uh, be sure to check out all his stuff on all his platforms because, man, he's a busy guy. Uh, <laughs> I, don't okay. think he, I don't think he promoted enough stuff there. I'm telling you. What's he got? Like nine podcasts? What's he doing? <laughs> um, okay. Greg doesn't know movies. This is always fun. Even though I'm sort of the butt of it, I actually enjoy doing it. And uh, Christopher and, and Michael, my other son, get together and uh, have a good time with it. And uh, I know you guys will too. Can I just get out in front of the people on Twitter coming after me? I, I referred to a flight attendant in this as a stewardess. I know. I'm sorry. I know in yeah. 2020, we call them flight attendants. Now I was listening back to it and I was just like, what, what am I living in the eighties stewardess? I, I, cause my, my brother, his, his audio is bad sometimes. And I made fun of it by referring to him as some, as a stewardess making <laughs> the pre-flight announcement. And, uh, I just want to say to the people out there, I'm sorry. Okay. I misspoke. Well, I have to defend you there. I have to defend you. Oh God! Don't there's defend nothing me. De- I don't. I don't want you defending me. No, there's nothing <laughs> derogatory about old, stewardess. I don't want old white Greg Cody defending me. Well, you know what that reminds me of the oh, stewardess uh, quandary is you know actor and actress, right? But a lot of actresses now refer to themselves as actor, like they want to degender the whole. Okay, thing. this is Greg Cody saying all this. I do not stand by any of this. I uh, I think we should just get on with Greg. Okay, Cody. it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> all right. Movie in it. All right, y'all, let's do it. My father, Greg Cody, knows nothing about the cinematic experience. How's your sound going to be this time, Mike? Better than last time? Uh, I hope so. It sounds good so far. Just last time. I feel like took- I, I feel like you guys can only answer that. <laughs> no, I know. Last time you took a few uh, submarine trips mid segment, right. so we're just trying to see where yeah. we're going to be at this time. That was yeah. funny. I'd pay for that again. That kind of thing. All right, um, okay, okay. father. Greg, yeah, uh, we expect you to do poorly once again. I'll try to so rise to that going. standard. All right, let's get going. Uh, the first question I just want to preface by um, we, you know, me and Chris have noticed a theme with you and uh, how you seem to only know Lion King knowledge when that's it right. comes to movies. That's right. Like just Lion King, and that's sure. all you got. This first question is: name a movie in which an animal either talks or is the star. But you cannot say The Lion King. <laughs> you were going there. Admit it. Oh, man. Or an animal talks. An animal or talks. Is the star. Or is the star. Admit it. You were going The Lion King if we didn't All say right. it. No, no. I'm, uh, although I'm in the same realm, I'm going to say. Um, He's like, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Baloo the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Baloo. It sounded like I said blue the bear. It's Balu, <laughs> baby. But that's the way you say the word blue. You go blue. Now, first yeah, of all, true. now name, name the movie. Yeah, name the movie. The Jungle Book. It's Baloo the Bear. Isn't it the Jungle Book? You nailed it. And you know it. All right. All right, you ready? The next yep. question. Love Baloo the Bear, especially the way he scratches his back on a tree. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Uh, name as many film directors as you can. And the over-under we have is one and a half. <laughs> um, we know Steve, which one? Steve Spielberg. There's I, the one. <laughs> I, and I said that's the one you would say. Um, Gosh, what's his name? <laughs> what's that guy? Uh, I'm rooting for you to say a name right now. because me. There and is a name. A we have a little going. side thing going on. You know, uh, Shyamalama Layan or something <laughs> Oh, like <that>. God. <laughs> Shyamalan, Bing. All right, enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, that's enough guesses at that. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. All right, that, 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 that. Is he a director? Yes. Dad, right. you always take us in a direction that I don't foresee, so I love it. Yeah. So you don't have any other answer? Well, my director, uh, when I co-starred in uh, Absence <laughs> oh, of Malice, was the great Sidney Pollock. <laughs> but I'm not sure if he's still directing, let alone still alive. So that was some impressive I, newspaper reading range. <laughs> Thank you. All right, next question. This is a, like a music one in movies. Uh, the question is: Sing a portion of any song uh, in the movie Grease. Okay. Um, 
Gosh, okay. I wish uh, I wish you could like hum the first couple of bars no. to get me going. Um, it's Greece is the word, is the word, is the word, is the word. That's all you got? Yeah. Well, is that the one line he says is the title of the movie? Greece is the word. word is the word is the word. How about if I get you? You're the one that I want. Oh, I love that song. You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I love that you just repeat. I can't think line. of another line. Wait out. All right, let's move on. Sorry, I because I, I love songs. You know that. Dad, name a single movie that is coming out this year. <laughs> um, I didn't know they were still making movies. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, is I don't even know if I could answer this. It's just a funny question. It's just a funny one. Like I that mean, I... I have zero. <laughs> I know, I know. That's um, sort of one where, like, we know it's kind of. Like, well, know. what's a famous movie coming out? Uh, <laughs> you don't know. You, I, I love really how you're don't. like, you know what? Let's really get Are into it. Are there famous mm-hmm. movies coming out? Um, there's a bunch Dad, of Marvel movies. You just, you just did the thing where like you were like buckling down when you still had zero chance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't count. I, 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 I don't count the cartoons. <laughs> All right. We're done here. All right. Next question. Name the Leonardo DiCaprio movie in which he infiltrates people's dreams. Okay. Um, I can name one. <laughs> Infiltrates people's dreams. I have no clue. Have you ever heard of the movie Inception? No, God, no. <laughs> really? No. Wow. I was Inception? for I, I was so sure that that, I was <laughs> what? I was so sure that you that was gonna be one that you like it was on the tip of your tongue, but you couldn't get. No, that was not Dad, on the tip of my tongue. Dad, you should know that whenever me and Chris do these things. We always have moments where we sort of forget like how little you know. And then we say to each other, we're like, wait, what are we doing? He's like, there's no chance he gets that. And then <laughs> it all comes back. Yeah, you got <laughs> that right. All right. Anyway, Riley, Riley appearance. All right. Name the movie starring Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence in which they're sentenced to life in prison. Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. In which they are both sentenced to <laughs> life in prison. Wow, what'd they do? <laughs> well, actually, it's what a crime they, they didn't commit. You know, I, I have a feeling this is the wrong answer, but I think it's the only movie I can think of that they both starred in. So I'm going to say um, Coming to America. I knew that was going to be great. Martin Lawrence isn't in that. Or is he, he what? I don't think Martin Lawrence is in that. Really? He definitely He's doesn't like, star in it. He definitely doesn't know, star. Like, this is my safe option. I'm going to go with the safe option. Uh, Dad, that movie was called Life. Oh, God. Never heard of it. No, Martin Lawrence was not in it. All right. All right, here we go. Sing a Disney song not in The Lion King. Oh, gosh. What was that that you just took a sip of there? It's a um, Bud Light. (laughs) Lime. Um, (laughs) I'm overage. A Disney movie that is not The Lion King? Fro- I can't think of that Frozen song. Um, He's like, Brada D. Frozen. <laughs> I can't think of the Moana song. Uh, <laughs> golly. Dad, think maybe like older, like from like when I was a kid. Like He has no shot. Give me a hint. Give All right. Clue. Sing an Aladdin song. I can't think of it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's full of about, it's full of music, but uh, what about Beauty and the Beast? Um, good movie, but I can't think of a single <laughs> song from it. Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I, see, Disney. I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Disney songs tend to be very <laughs> homogenous. You know, very generic. Like one. Oh, they're amazing. The next. No, yeah. they're amazing. And I love that if we did give him like a hint and start singing, he would just be like, "Oh yeah." Michael just went down into a submarine in that last uh, uh-huh. <laughs> really <laughs> it was just 20, the first 20,000 20, <laughs> leagues at least, you, at least you were singing during your uh... <laughs> all right dad can you hear me now yeah, yeah I don't I don't know the answer all right wait dad can you all right go for a Lion King song then um 
Gosh. It's the circle <laughs> of life. <laughs> By the way, we should almost make it clear that it's not even Lion King. It's just that he's a huge Elton John. Just so you know, that's his that's his movie wheelhouse. And his contribution was, it's the circle of life. Brada dee dee dee. It's the circle of life. I love it. All the songs you have sung so far, you've said the line twice, like just back to back and not, not even more than one. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's go. All right, Dad, this is a multiple choice thing here. Which of these four films is not a real movie? I should say these four titles. Which of these four titles is not a real movie? B. The first one is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. The second one is Earth Girls Are Easy. The third one is Operation Dumbo Drop. And and the fourth one is Pirates at Sea 2, Walk the Plank. Um, Do you need to hear any again? No, no. They all sound ridiculous. um, (laughs) I don't know the answer, but I'm I'm a pretty good guesser. So I'm going to say the one that is not real is um, Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah, that's real. It is? (laughs) What's the answer? Uh, Oh, uh, Pirates at Sea 2. Okay. I just blew it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. That's awesome, though. Like that. I thought that was Michael wrote that question. And I also thought that Earth Girls Are Easy was something that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I sense. did. Like, because that's like a really hilarious. <laughs> Michael's like, because I wish they were. <laughs> no, but hey! I'm like, because because it implies that I know how other girls are. Right. <laughs> well, I would assume you wrote it as a joke to be a movie title and not an experience right. that you had. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Yourself. You, never, you never know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. Dad, what is the name of the movie starring Macaulay Culkin where he plays a rich kid? And just uh, so you know, this was probably his second most famous role after Home Alone. Um, and I used to love this movie. He's gonna, he's gonna be like, oh, I'm a big Culkin fan too. <laughs> Didn't he go off the rails? <laughs> Literally. Right? I mean, he's, he's definitely. I mean, no, I, I've seen him in recent interviews, and he seems yeah, to he's, be he's normal. I think yeah. he's like, you know, I don't think it can't be easy being famous. I think he had a moment. Thing. He had a moment. Yeah. The um, the answer is the little rich kid. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that's not entirely wrong, but it is wrong. Right. That's why I'm laughing. What's the answer? That, the answer is Richie Rich. Oh, damn it. He goes the I've little actually, rich kid. I've actually heard of Richie Rich. I know. I, th- I thought you would have. That was based on, I think, that was based on a 60s comic strip called mm-hmm. Richie Rich. Hmm. Really? Really? Yeah, I mean that's right that? in your wheelhouse as far as he's uh, like. I'm a big rich man. He's like Aki. By the way, another question you got wrong. Where like part of the answer was in the uh, question. Dad, there, I yeah. feel like there's a back in my day around comic books. In, in what end, sense? I don't know. It's just when you hit me, like, it just it, seems like a market that you've never tapped into. That no, it, yeah, it could be. As a matter of fact, in my garage, uh, entombed safely in uh, plastic is uh, a treasure trove of um, comic books from my ute. Interesting. Uh, I, I used to like, not only Michael's in his submarine again, I used to like not only... Yeah, that was I used to like not only um, uh, superhero comic books, but also um, wartime comic books. Maybe, like maybe Slaughter and... Maybe leave this part out of the back of my day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, sorry I didn't get that. He's like, it also worked. He's like, another fun fact. I have an old stone in a box in my garage. (laughs) What? I I probably do, as a matter of fact. He's like, you know what this, in the stone meaning is this. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Dad, you ready for the, it's the last question. Go at it. All right, here we go. Name is, wait, let me talk. Sorry. This one involves another, one of the many directors you could not name. Mike, come up to the surface for this question. <laughs> All right, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ah! You ready? <laughs> yes. All right. Shut up. Name a single Quentin 
Tarantino movie other than Pulp Fiction. Oh, God. Why didn't I think of him as a director? Michael sounded Dad, like a you... stewardess for a second, making an announcement. Like, hello. Dad, doing... <laughs> shut up. Dad, were you going to say Pulp Fiction? Of course I was. It's, He's it's, like, I love that movie. I do love that movie. They it's, know. The, it's the only uh, Tarantino film I can think of offhand, but um, I'm going to come up with an educated guess that may surprise you. Oh, shit. The answer is Raising Arizona. <laughs> no. It's not right? <laughs> He's so confident. No, not right. I was fairly confident in that. Raising Arizona? I thought it was his first big hit, actually, because it predated. No, you're, th- you're thinking of Reservoir Dogs. All right, let me give you another answer then. Do you want to know? Uh, you, can't, do you, want, you can't say Reservoir Dogs. Do you want to know who directed Raising Arizona? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, Ethan Cohen and Joel Cohen. Oh, the, the, Cohen, Cohen? the Cohen brothers. <laughs> yeah. They were. Uh, oh they my made... God, that would have been a great question. Name a first name of the Cohen brothers. Oh, I, mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't have been. Either. I don't think most people could do that. I couldn't. Yeah, do you that. know, you're actually right. That, that, yeah. Yeah. They made a bowling movie. Um, <laughs> the other, um, the other Tarantino movie. What is that? What is that? What is that, that bowling movie called? Yeah. Oh God, no, I have no idea. The other That's... Tarantino movie that I'm thinking of is Fargo. Oh my God, Dad! Dad, you just said another Cohen Brothers movie. I, 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 I must be a closet uh, Cohen Brothers fan. And I, I love that how confident he says it. Fargo. Yeah, that was crazy. All right, what are some other Tarantino? Movies? You interrupted us like seven times to get in with that Fargo movie. I, I thought it was a. Do, do you know how many funny things he would like with the thing with the um, Kingpin? How he was like the bowling movie. Yeah. Like was he it up, King he, thing. Yeah. He yeah, had but you didn't so say any of those that we don't even know that are in the vault that he would just be funny Dad, answering like that. Inglorious Bastards, Django, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's like, What are you talking about? Kill Kill Bill, <laughs> uh, from Dust Till Dawn, The Hateful Eight. And those, those are, are what? And th- those are all off the top of my head, by the way. I didn't definitely no, did not I'm, Google that. Saying, he, what if he forgot you were saying Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> I'm like, no, I've actually heard of half of those films, and uh, <laughs> that's a pretty impressive portfolio, quite frankly. And, wow, you, someone should give, should give him some credit as a good director. Does he get that much credit? Yes. Yes. He's like <laughs> big Tarantino fan. Can't name a movie, though. Okay. And what about um, that other guy I mentioned, Shyamalama Ding Dong? Oh, please stop with that. All right, that's enough. We can wrap up from here. All right. We did good, Dad. Yep. As usual, you were terrible. We've offended enough I people. I thought I did okay. Yeah. Dad, did bad. All right. Thank you, I think. All right. Another Greg Doesn't Know Movies. Thank you again to uh, my younger son, Michael. How about that? I want to do more things with Michael where we just laugh at you. Okay. That both uh, thrills me and scares me. Now, <laughs> Mount Gregmore is back. And I've got my hands on the wheel again. How about that? Big response about last week with uh, my my Mount Gregmore. Oh, I'm sure there was. Like the, I, I, it's more Twitter activity than I've seen in months with our Twitter account. Right. He lied. Yeah, he did. Um, this ongoing bit, by the way, is loosely named, of course, after Mount Rushmore, right, which go. inspired this week's category. Are you ready? This week's category. Most notable sports persons. Let me do that again. <laughs> sports persons is a weird phrase. Yeah, what are you doing? Most notable people in sports from the state of South Dakota. What? Oh, yes. okay. Oh, okay. I'm oh, back. You're I, back. I, I was about to be very disappointed, and then now I'm happy. Okay. I actually narrowed this down to sports because. I was astounded, seriously. You were going to just do a Mount Gregmore of South Dakota people? Yeah, and, and you know what? Don't you know? This is legit. Are I found out that folks born in South Dakota, it's a huge, long, impressive list. Do they have that accent that I just did? Did I give? No, that... no. You you're, did like a Minnesota accent. I did like a Fargo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um, <laughs> pe- people born in South Dokota include Bob Barker, Tom Brokaw, Wow. Cheryl Ladd, Wild Bill Hickok, George McGovern. <laughs> All right, you're losing Hubert that. Humphrey. You're tailing away. <laughs> tailing off. Tailing away. Yeah, whippersnapper over here. I mentioned Hubert Humphrey, the 38th Vice President of the United States. And also, <laughs> ni- <laughs> and also 19th century uh, Lakota Indian war leaders, of course, Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull. So okay. those four, those first three that, you said were, were pretty impressive. 
Yeah, so that was too broad a list. So now, here, the Mount Gregmore of South Dakota native sports personalities. <laughs> okay, honorable mention. He's the former Miami Heat fan favorite. Hint, lost a shoe. Made a big three anyway. Oh. Mike Miller. Wow. Yeah. Good start. Number five, Cincinnati Reds. Big Red Machine. Funny, cute nickname. He's the Hall of Fame manager, Sparky Anderson. Bob Barker's like, what? Number four, he's the NFL kicker who's number one in most career field goals. I know who it is. Name it. Morton Anderson. Really? Adam Vinatieri. It's Vinatieri. I know it's pronounced Vinatieri, but like, get over yourself. All right, right, it's Vinatieri. It sounds like a cheap wine. Yeah, let me get a let me get another glass of vinatieri, please. Um, number four. No, that was number four. Number <laughs> three. I was rattled. Number three. In the 1950s, for the Rams and Eagles, he was one of the NFL's first true star quarterbacks. The Hall of Famer, Norm Van Brocklin. Well, okay. This, this list is tailing off quickly. Number two. Is he retired? Is he still active? Depends on the day. Depends on his mood. He's the WWE legend, Brock Lesnar. I thought you were going to say Kyrie Irving. That would have fit too, but Kyrie was not <laughs> Brock Lesnar, South Dakota. To be born in South Dakota. That's right. And now, <laughs> the number one sports personality ever born in South Dakota. Hey, folks, you know this. This is a Miami-based pod, so we're unabashedly playing favorites with this one, okay? Number one, he founded the Miami Dolphins and built the stadium they play in to this day with his own money, Joe Robbie. Wow. That's a good, no, that was a good list. I like the, I feel like I inspired you with the wackiness of my list last week. You're like, I got to go a little weird. So you went South Dakota. So I feel, oh. I'm going to take credit for that a little bit. Thank but, you. Uh, our, our lists are going to be all over the, the the place right now. But there you have it. And that was good. Have to Thank admit. you. Well, you know, praise from you is uh, is like a, a morsel of rain in a drought. Um, <laughs> you know what? We'll be back next week with with Mount Gregmore of an unknown topic because it's always a mystery. With great trepidation because it'll switch back to the unpredictable auspices of Chris Cody. <laughs> auspices, baby, yes. <laughs> baby. All right, that was a good one. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, everybody, thank you again. I appreciate, uh, thanks again. Uh, appreciate Amin Al Hassan for joining us and uh, Michael with uh, another Greg Doesn't Know Movies. And we had a great time. Uh, hey, hey, Andrew Streeter with the, the, the song in honor of me and had a big time. But as always, I save most of my thanks for um, you, my podcast family. Uh, you make it work. You're the reason we do it. And um, thanks so much to you all. We'll see you again next week. Make sure to subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, oh, yeah. review. Right. Subscribe, resubscribe, subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye bye.